0: Welcome to Peace of Authenticity for the Remnant. We are so excited that you chose to spend your time with us today.
1: A remnant is a piece that remains. This is a podcast for the remnant rising in this hour. The remnant is a group of people who seek Jesus like it's their last hope because he is.
0: In this podcast, we encourage, equip, and champion you to rise up and take a stand for Christ in the world that we live in. Something that is a passion of ours is truly reading the Word of God in the proper context so that you get everything out of it that is intended.
1: We are in a six-part series that will equip you to read the Bible in the way that it was intended to be read. And we're teaching these lenses and truths from Brad Gray's ebook, which is called The Number One Mistake Most Everyone Makes Reading the Bible.
0: So as we always say, don't be afraid to join in on the conversation. To the peace of authenticity podcast i'm aubrey
1: i'm jordan and this is gray
0: and we are the anderson's thank you so much for continuing to support our podcast here on youtube
1: and we're just so thankful that you're on here and you're joining in on the conversation with us we really hope and pray that this encourages you and inspires you to draw closer to our lord and that you have an awesome time chatting with us Hey, everybody.
0: Good morning.
1: Good morning, yes. Good morning. Yes, very good morning. I bet you're wondering why we sound a little stuffy while the creds pass through our house. So please don't mind our voices. Everything that we say is going to be really good.
0: Yeah. We might sound like (laughs) Willie Nelson.
1: (laughs) We might sniffle sometimes.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll try not to do it into the mic. Like, (sighs) you Um, know, that would be. I already.
1: Yeah. I know. I need to be careful about that.
0: Yeah. So we hope that you guys have been. Enjoying the journey with us so far, and in, in looking at the lenses of how to read scripture in context, uh, the last two weeks—if if this is your first time tuning into our podcast—the last two weeks we have actually went through two other lenses mm-hmm. that um, that kind of help us when we're filtering through and we're reading scripture because we believe that everything is in scripture for a reason. Yes, and that includes. Uh, you know, cultural context and mm-hmm. well, what were the other? I just Historical. Historical. Yeah. Yeah. Historical and, and cultu- cultural lenses are the other two that we've already done. And today we're going to dive in to G ge- like the geographical mm-hmm. lens, because in scripture, it hints at why or at where Things are done a lot of times, and we believe that everything is done in those specific places for a reason.
1: Yes, and it's always detailed in the Bible for a reason. It's not just random, like oh yeah, and this happened at so and so. Just saying, yeah. That. Like, well, there's a reason. Yeah, and
0: and you might be saying, you know, well, why does the location even matter? Because in that Jewish context, there are locations in Israel that have huge significance, and they kind of tie. Some things together in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and also um the Lord likes to use locations to um remind his people yeah. of him, yeah, and so there are a few questions before well actually, um yeah, there are a few questions mm-hmm. that that we wanted to kind of that hit on before when you're reading for geographical context uh the questions to ask are where are we on a map so it's important to understand whatever story you're reading in the Bible, where is it located? Where is it at? What do we know about this location? Are we dealing with mountains, valleys, deserts, etc.? Landscape Mm -hmm. matters whenever you're reading. Is this an urban or a rural setting? Who lives there? What are they like? Who is the ruling authority? What's the flow of traffic like around the area? Is it Is it kind of a far off city or is it somewhere like Jerusalem where people are all over in the streets, right? Has anything happened in this location before? Um, According to Brad's book, the one that we've been going over this whole time, it's extremely important to understand, to ask this question, has anything happened in this location before? Because geography holds memories Mm -hmm. and stories connect to other stories through geographical location. Jesus, in particular, was intentional about doing specific things at specific locations to link himself Dang, to Old Testament I stories. I forgot
1: that it said that, Aubrey. I and did that's too. That's legit what we're talking
0: about. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about that. I'm so but excited. But it's going right in line. I love how the Lord works because <laughs> I forgot. I don't even remember reading that, that last thing. Um, but okay, so, so here's the other thing that I found that was crazy cool. Okay, so geography, right? Mm -hmm. Geography has been one of the main pinpoints for archaeologists to prove the accuracy of the Bible. Oh, mm mm-hmm. So so basically, that's why I think that geography in Scripture is so important to know because geography is the one thing that has kept people trying to prove that the Bible was wrong. Geography is one of the main points that have kept going, well, no, the Bible is very accurate from start to finish because of geography. Yeah. And so I think that... I think that it's – we have to understand that that's a very important lens. What was it that Brad said in the book that uh, he made that one point about how important the geographical lens is? It was at the very beginning. Oh, at the very beginning. Yeah. And sorry, we we have his e-book pulled up right here. Um, Yeah, he says – in Brad's contention, ninety percent of the Bible biblical stories happened because of oh. the geographical setting. Yeah, that's so really good. So ninety percent—that's a high percentage.
1: Definitely. Um,
0: but here is here is what's cool. Today we're going to be talking about the Jordan River. All right, um, you know Jordan's name is Jordan, but we're talking about the Jordan river yes. so um go ahead jordan spit out um, some facts
1: so also i'm gonna put this in the show notes to find on amazon this book it's been really good and it actually opened my eyes to a lot of certain things that happened in the jordan river that i didn't realize so it's, it's really good there's beautiful pictures he explains everything um, it's the
0: holman illustrated guide to biblical geography yeah, you could get this on Amazon or wherever yeah. books are sold. I think it's like sixteen bucks. It's like yeah. a really good it's price. Not, and it, and it's got cool pictures in it.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing. Holy Land
0: pictures, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, so I actually started there, and I it's it it helped us find some stuff to be able to steer yeah. and go to uh more information about the Jordan River and the significance of it. So, the Jordan River, it says in that book. I saw it in different places, but I'm going to take his word for it cuz he's a professor in Jerusalem.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: so it's 135 he knows what he's Yeah, about. well, he's been there, hopefully. It's 135 <laughs> miles long, okay? And it's mentioned in the Bible 185 times. The Jordan River is the deepest river valley on earth. I think that that's very interesting. Um, and it's, it always seemed to serve as a border, even in ancient, like biblical Israel. And also even today, it's, it's still a border like, Hey, okay. From the Jordan here, you know what I mean? And so many things actually happened in the Jordan river. And so we're only going to go in depth with, with a couple of them, but, um, Elijah crossed the Jordan to be taken to heaven. Elisha crossed back, you know, something like that happened. Moses wasn't allowed to cross the Jordan, certain things like this. Okay. So those are some things that were highlighted in that book.
0: Yeah, the the Jordan River has it, it ties into a lot of biblical yeah. stories. So you could go a lot of different directions with it. Um but w- when it, when it talks about significance, right? Like there's there are significant times and places in in scripture. And so we wanted to highlight one that kind of came mm-hmm. across to us that was just like, "Oh my gosh, it's mind-blowing," right?
1: It is mind-blowing. Right. People.
0: And so we're going to start out in Matthew chapter 3 right um okay so so Matthew chapter 3 the in verse 13 it starts out then Jesus came from Galilee to to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him but John tried to stop him right i need to baptize you i or John says i need to be baptized by you and yet you come to me and Jesus answered to him allow it for now Because this is the way for us to fulfill all righteousness. And then John Mm. allowed him to be baptized. When Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened for him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending uh, like a dove and coming down on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Okay, so we have our our geographical location, right? It's it's the Jordan River, which the Jordan River's long. But here's here's what's cool about it. The Bible tells us that Jesus came from Galilee. Okay? And so if you look at where Jesus was baptized versus mm-hmm. Galilee, like Galilee's way up here on the map and Jesus travels all the way down and and comes in to the to the place where John was, which was down uh, at the river crossing by Jericho, mm-hmm. and so Jesus travels a long way to to get there to that specific spot
1: and this is where we talk about the significance of how these two stories come together. So I need to take you back from Matthew three to Joshua three and tell you a little bit of what 's going down there with the Israelites that, that cross the Jordan, okay, to get into the promised Land. Okay, so this uh, this is after Moses had given Joshua pretty much the lead of the Israelites because Moses wasn't allowed to cross into the Jordan, um, into the promised land, right? So, so Joshua's in charge now. So that's where we're at right now in Joshua chapter 3. It says, then Joshua w- rose early in the morning and they set out for, oh, how do you say that word?
0: <laughs> no, that's on you. Shittim.
1: Shittim. Sh- See, um, uh,
0: y'all heard it here uh, first.
1: <laughs> however, Potty you mouth P. however you pronounce the word. OK, so whatever they set out for that place. OK, yeah. And they came to the Jordan and he and all the people of Israel. OK, and they lodged there before the Passover. I think that's interesting. They passed through the Jordan over the during the Passover um, celebration. Okay. At the end of three days, officers went through the camp and commanded the people. I love this. As soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Okay. So there's a little bit more rules to it, right? But then it says, then Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. I love that. And Joshua said to the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. The Ark of the Covenant was um, where the Spirit of God was. That's right. Right. It's, that was the significance of it. It had the Ten Commands in, inside of it. It had the manna that came down from heaven in a jar. Many amazing things were in that Ark on top of the Spirit of the Lord. Okay, so yeah. it was. it's extremely sacred. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that you may know that. Uh, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I am with you. I love mm. that. Yeah. Okay. As for you, command the priests who bear the ark of the covenant, covenant, covenant. When you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And the Jordan is a rushing river, people. And it says, actually, from from this area, it could have been miles far of a walk across the Jordan. Okay. Um, and then Joshua said to the people of Israel, come here and listen to the words of the Lord, your God. Okay. So, so he says a few things that the Lord is saying, like, once we cross this Jordan, it's about to get like legit. We're going to have to fight for this land that the Lord has given us. Okay. Um, and then behold the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is passing over before you in the Jordan. Now, therefore, I love this. Take 12 men from the tribes of Israel, from each tribe a man. And when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord and the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. So when the people set out for their tents to pass over the Jordan, and the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the brink of the water, now the Jordan overflows. This is this is a backstory. The Jordan is overflowing in this season right here. Okay, so this is a big deal. Yeah. Um, the waters came down from above, stood, and rose up in a heap very far away. At Adam, the city that is uh, beside, so it's telling you exactly where we're at. This is very significant here. And these flowing down towards the Sea of Arabah, which is also the Dead Sea, the Salt Sea. Okay, we're completely cut off. And the people passed over the opposite to Jericho. Okay. Now the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel was passing by on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. That's amazing, right? Like, the Lord did something so, so amazing, and and the significance of it explaining exactly where this situation was, right, where the crossing was, is because this yeah. is exactly where Jesus was baptized, okay? So that's the first connection. Um and whenever I was first looking into that, there's also a significance of the, the number 40 as well, because the Israelites were in the desert for 40 years, and then they crossed the Jordan to the Promised Land. Jesus was baptized in the Jordan and then went to, into the wilderness to pray and fast for 40 days. I think that's extremely significant. So mm-hmm. I was like, there's more here, people. And so this is really, really cool, because all in all, the story here is that Jesus was reenacting the Israelite crossing. Okay. And so Jesus's baptism is meant to signify the beginning of his entry into the land where he would go to war and subdue the nations. Indeed, Jesus's actions were not uh, militaristic, like military, right? In a literal sense, but they were certainly warfare in a spiritual sense. Jesus was opposed and oppressed. And at every turn he fought and won battles, not with the sword of steel, but with the sword of God, the word of the spirit. In fact, some scholars even suggest, this is really interesting, that the places Jesus went in the land followed the directions of where Joshua went Mm. when he went into the promised land. Okay. And then both Joshua and Jesus' ministries started going through the Jordan River. That's where it started. Okay. So actually, the way that Matthew explains how Jesus went in, it shows that Jesus came in through um, the way... Oh the way the Israelites did. So so it was from the east, right? So he came in, he was baptized by John, and then came out the west, which is exactly the way the Israelites crossed in the same place through the same exact way, which is really cool too. Okay, so this is, uh, so God exalted Joshua before the people, just right before they crossed the Jordan, right? The Lord is like, this will show that you are my servant, just like Moses was whenever you crossed the river, right? And so God did the same with Jesus, because whenever, um, Whenever John baptized Jesus and, and Jesus came up out of the water, what did God say, Aubrey? Do you see it on your It's
0: my son in whom I'm well pleased.
1: Yeah, so he also, God reaffirms Jesus and what Jesus is here for, okay? Um, another thing, did did you catch in Joshua 3 that Joshua had 12 men grab a stone from the middle of the Jordan, right? And then he created a monument for the Lord with 12 different stones. Does 12 also mean something? Let's see. (laughs) I love this. It's so cool. So Joshua appointed 12 men to lay 12 stones as a remembrance for what God did in the Jordan. Jesus, too, selected 12 men who will in time become the foundation stones of his living temple. And then, of course, I thought about that scripture where he tells Peter, Mm. uh, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And that's Matthew 16, 18. So I just have chill bumps everywhere. It's just... Yeah, and then the fact that literally in the ebook Brad said that, and we didn't even realize that that Jesus in particular was intentional about doing specific things at specific locations to link himself to Old Testament stories.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like what?
0: Yeah, and it and it's cool because you know if you look at that map, like I said, Galilee's like way up, it, yeah, way up here, and that means that in order to get to that spot, Jesus had to travel all the way down. And then he could have crossed the Jordan at any other time. Oh, yeah. He could have along that journey. Just
1: dunked in the water and he technically yeah. baptized himself. Because I mean he's Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah. But technically I also think that it has significance that in that same exact spot is where John was baptizing people. Yes. You know, so it was an accident. There are there two significant things. That are that are tying that to that Old Testament story. Plus, I just love the fact that the Bible broke it down and its Joshua chapter three and Matthew chapter three, where it talks, you know, three and three, and you know, three is also a significant number. Yeah, in scripture, it's so, the number of completion. Yeah. Right? isn't that in a and trinity? so it's it's or no it's yeah it's the, the number of the Trinity and you know Father Son Holy Spirit. And, oh, wait,
1: is seven completion?
0: Yeah, because oh. that's seven. Okay, days. okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I mean, yeah, and then you tie back the the 12 stones, the monument, right, to (laughs) God's faithfulness so that when future Mm. generations see that, they will know that God brought us here, right? And then Jesus takes on the 12 disciples, and it's just, wow. It's just,
1: like, so faithful, and it literally makes you, like, the Bible is the most beautiful literary, like, I don't know, sometimes it's overwhelming when you see these connections and you're like, wow, this is... This is the God that we serve. Like he's so intentional about every stinking yeah. little detail. Like what? And then and then we were talking yesterday, I think, about the significance of what the Jordan River symbolizes, actually. And we were really feeling like it was like a it was like a, a turning point, like a transformation point, like moving yeah. to the next level, yeah. remember? And so in both of these stories, Jesus went into his ministry coming out of the Jordan River, right? It had been 30 years of Jesus preparing and and then finally it was the time. And then the Israelites passing and starting to fight for the land that the Lord gave them, like Joshua's ministry started right there too. It's like such a turning point. And um, there was this website, I found this really cool Quote, and it said, just as crossing the Red Sea changed Israel's standing from slavery to freedom, passing through the Jordan into the Promised Land transformed Israel from a wandering horde into an established nation. To the people, the river seemed like an uh, insurmountable obstacle, but to God it represented a a decisive turning point for them.
0: Well, and I think it's cool because, you know, we're, we're talking about transforming Coming out you know crossing the Jordan right there in that spot is is transformational, but I love it because it 's not like things were just handed to them on the other side yeah, exactly. things actually got harder, so you know yeah they the Israelites did cross the Jordan, but they immediately had to go on what what I would see as something that 's absolutely crazy and walking around the walls of Jericho for days. <laughs> You know, looking
1: like a bunch of idiots.
0: Yeah, and just <laughs> just marching and then blowing a horn and like so so this is Joshua's first time leading and this is what the Lord asked him to do. But he's like and, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Joshua was a man that was way more full of faith than, you know, a regular Joe like you and I. Um but I would be sitting here going, "Really?" That's just what you're The, the very to do. first thing that you have me do is like not like take out an army with my sword. It's just yeah. march and then blow the horns. And but then you also look at Jesus, right? Yeah. The Bible tells us that um that Jesus after uh after this, right, in, in chapter four, just a few sentences later, it says then after he was baptized. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Okay, so so (laughs) that sounds fun. Yeah, crossing the Jordan isn't is an upgrade. It's like a new season. It's it's you know crossing over, being elevated, leveling up, whatever you want to call it. But as you level up, so does your enemies. Yeah, and and so like you know Jesus was literally going. Okay, yeah, baptized holy spirit descended upon him voice from heaven this is my beloved son beloved like he would loved just beloved by our father with whom i am well pleased oh hey jesus this is what you're going to do right after that you're going to go into a cave by yourself the devil's going to come and try to mess with you um and and you're also not going to eat for 40 days yeah by the way so uh yeah but those challenges followed it but It is like I think that that Jordan River right there in that significant spot right there by Jericho holds that significance of not only the faithfulness of God but also Jesus was coming back in to show the children of Israel like just as God right I I'm gonna backtrack just for a second you know how like in the Old Testament. When when um, Israel loses their way, a prophet would come and, and God would always announce himself as, you know, I am the God that led you out of yeah, Egypt.
1: Yeah, that reminder.
0: Yeah, that, that he always came in with that. Boom, like I'm the God that led you out of Egypt, that brought you out of captivity. And so then people would be like, oh yeah, of course that's him. Oh wow, so, I remember now. Yeah, so I see Jesus coming in and getting baptized at this same spot where God had once used the Ark of the Covenant to, you know, to make this the river go down so that his children could cross it. Jesus was basically saying without saying,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and God was saying, "This is my son, who I'm well pleased." But the whole significance of where that was taking place was supposed to be a reminder to the children of Israel of exactly what God did for Joshua and what the new season. That he was trying to lead his children into was going to look like
1: well and i think it's interesting too aubrey because when you read the the new testament with the messiah everyone thought the messiah was going to come and like conquer and like kill Mm -hmm. and and take command and you know what i mean like kill all those nasty romans you know that sort of mindset yeah but i love it that it was that like jesus's actions were not to do that right in a literal sense but they were certainly warfare in the spiritual sense and it was. And whenever you're talking, um, I've been hearing a lot of prophetic words. It was a few months ago about a Red Sea moment, right? You're standing at the Red Sea, and it looks like there's no hope. There's the Egyptians, all this stuff. Yeah. I believe that a lot of the people of the body of Christ have actually gone through their Red Sea. And it's been amazing. And God showed up and God showed out, right? And then you were you were in wilderness and hiding for a little while. And now we're at the Jordan River, and it's about to go down. Like, when you pass... This Jordan River, you can't, you can't be the way you were before. You Mm. have like obedience has to be there. You have to obey because if Joshua didn't obey with Jericho and do what sounded really dumb and people saw them probably and was like, what is their deal? Why are they doing this? And he thought, no, this is what we'll do. We're going to attack from the left, whatever. Right. If he did that instead, they, the Israelites would have been conquered obedience is key in the season that we're in. And when you cross the Jordan, did you know the word Hebrew actually means to cross over? Wow. Isn't that cool? Wow.
0: Well, and it's, okay, so that just made me think of that you're talking about obedience, right? Um, when when all the children of Israel crossed the Jordan, I imagine that the leaders of Jericho had spies or, or oh, people. Oh, they're keeping an eye on
1: them because Jericho is not far at all from yeah. the Jordan. It's like right over there.
0: Yeah, so so they witnessed what happened. Yeah, with the, with the oh, Hebrews, gosh. and so they were scared. Like, oh, yeah, what? like they were like, "What <laughs> in the world?" Like, they, how did they get across the river what? at that point, right? And then they come in, and they're marching around, and, and it was almost like the Lord had Joshua and them on not physical warfare, but psychological warfare, and 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 then because I mean, if if you're in Jericho and you're well, nobody can capture us with with the walls that we have, and you know, and everything like that. And and they just start marching around, like and just circling for for days at a time. That's really, if I was like the military commander, I would be going. What? Never heard of this tactic. Yeah. What are, What are they doing? We're gonna make them dizzy. <clears throat> yeah. Watch so, us walk around. So it was. It was kind of like but but god was making it the whole time to where only he could receive credit like the the israelite armies couldn't take credit for their military strategies or for anything like that it was literally the god of israel is is coming this way you know because mm-hmm. everything was such supernatural um you know things along the whole time and so then jesus was literally coming to duplicate that, because mm-hmm. mm. what what did Jesus say? I don't do anything but but what my Father tells me. You know, like so everything that Jesus was doing, just like what God did for the Israelites in the Old Testament, Jesus was coming in and he was saying, "I'm about my Father's business," and he was pointing everything that he did to the Lord. Yeah, and it's it's so it's kind of like full circle, like time just kind of reset. And it and it's it was a it was a new uh, an a new timeline.
1: Mm.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so okay. So we're we're sitting here. We have we have the Old Testament and the New Testament connection, and what connected that geography, right? Yeah. So that's that's the lens yeah. in which we're talking about right now. That, that has that, that huge significant factor of <clears throat> not only does geography help you tie different points of the Bible together, but it helps you bring the Bible to life. Mm-hmm. I think when, when I start studying um, biblical locations and, and events and just reading different things, I'm like, okay, well, w- you know, what does this have to do with anything? Um, but then once I figure out this, we were able to dive into Matthew chapter three and Joshua chapter three and just study it like a whole new thing because we're like, this is at the same exact place. Well, and
1: it's such a beautiful thing because it actually took us a while to get to this spot. Like all yeah. week we were looking at different things like certain mountains, other bodies of water, things like that. And I also see like the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Cause in 2017 we got to go to Israel and it was the most amazing experience yeah. of our lives. And we got to, go to the Jordan river in that spot. Oh, it's not over Oh my gosh. That's the Jordan river water. Yeah.
0: This is, this is water from the Jordan river right here. Yeah.
1: And it was just so amazing. And actually reading this now, like I can hold that closer to my heart. Like, yeah. wow. Like so many significant, wonderful things happened here in this very spot. And we got to put our feet in there and see the beauty of it. And that whole, another thing too that's interesting is, did you notice the Jordan River? Like it is steep down. It was weird. Yeah. Do you remember that? That's because it was the deepest river valley in, on earth. It's just crazy to see these things now and be like, that's why it was kind of weird. Like, why is it so down there? Like, I don't know down like, on so yeah, earth. Yeah, you
0: couldn't see it. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was weird. But it's beautiful. So we're going to have pictures that we're going to post throughout the week too yeah. of the Jordan River. And it, this has just been an amazing week. Like, I've really enjoyed it. There was a little bit. <laughs> Like we were having issues at the beginning. That's how yeah. you know it was going to be good.
0: Well, and, and so if if any of you guys have actually checked out the ebook from Brad is, you know, he puts an example in his book as well. And it has to do with like David and Goliath. And, yeah. And it's like really military strategy, you know, all this stuff like why uh, the valley where Goliath and David you know, faced off is so important, and so I was kind of stuck. He was all about the battle. Yeah, I was like battle, swords, you know, <laughs> cutting off heads. You know, and like I was
1: the, like any kind of water. Like yeah. I don't even know and, what and, I. Was. Yeah,
0: and Jordan was on this complete <laughs> other side where she's like, "Well, we could talk about we could talk about the Sea of Galilee." We thought, I learned so then, many
1: things about all yeah. the
0: water. This and week. like I'm sitting here going, no, like <laughs> no, I want to no. talk about battle Kill stuff. Yeah, like battle. Which technically,
1: this kind of. It kind of hit a little bit on some bad. Yeah, it Maybe did. a little more spiritual than what
0: it <laughs> did. Yeah, but it it was kind um, of like it was kind of like uh just different because when if you read the book, I want to encourage everybody, to please read, yes, like please. please go read the book because what what we're trying to do is literally a very beginner stage of what Brad talks about in his book. Like that's where we've gotten all the influence for mm-hmm. what we're doing now. Exactly. And this is step number three. This is the third lens geography. But go, Brad puts an example of all these, just like we try to do here on the podcast. Brad does that too. Yeah. And so we can't reuse his because then it'll just be that'd posing. That'd be so lazy for um, us. Yeah, that'd be so... I've wanted to many <laughs> I mean, times because yeah. they're so good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, and don't forget though too, in a few weeks, is it a few weeks? Brad... <sighs> Brad's yes. gonna be on the podcast with us, y'all.
1: We're oh Ooh. my gosh! Well, we're gonna hit all the lenses, yeah. and then the exact the week right after we go on our sixth yeah. lens, Brad's gonna be here. Yeah,
0: Brad's gonna be here, and just
1: finish it with a boom.
0: And y'all, y'all are probably not gonna want to um, follow our podcast after that. Because that would never you're, happen. You're gonna be following his. They love us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Brad. Brad's incredible. It's awesome. We can't wait. But listen. Um, Next week, uh, what, what is the next one? Oh, I, I can't. Good question. Off the top of my head, right now, oh. I can't, it's visual. Mm. Okay, um, so it, it's it, it's gonna be good. I really wow. think um, yeah. all of these have been good so far, and I'm just amazed at what the Lord leads us to. But I hope that I hope that if you're watching this or listening to this, um, that through these lenses, it's kind of helped you see more and and want to dive in more because ultimately the goal of sharing this of exactly. uh, this ebook is for you to to dive in yourself and not, and not just you know take our word for it but mm-hmm. just to dive in and and you know get in there learn study the bible study to show yourself approved and um yeah so i, I think that we we covered some pretty good stuff in the geography one today I think so too but um as always Join in on the conversation, if you guys have any feedback, maybe yeah, maybe you dive in this oh, next yeah, week and us. and you find something ge- like geography yeah. wise that yes. that ties together in scripture, share it with us, share it like on our on our Facebook page or mm. whatever because i there is nothing better to me than when I get a biblical aha moment yes when when Jordan shared the significance with me the other day of the Israelites, Joshua and the twelve stones, and then Jesus and the twelve disciples. I knew them both you're separately, like, right? <gasps> separately, what? you're like, well, yeah, Jesus <laughs> yeah, had twelve I disciples mean. and Joshua had twelve stones. But when you put them side by side in the significance of of the Jordan River and everything like that, it's just like, wow! Like Jesus did everything on purpose for a reason, yeah, and that's what we hope that you're learning in scripture in diving in these lenses with us. Mm
1: -hmm. Well guys, we're obviously really excited about this whole deal. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: But if you have anything, hit us up, let us know, let us know how we're doing. Go check out our YouTube page. Yeah, please do whatever you feel like you want to do, but we'll see you right here next week. Next week.
1: Bye guys. Love you. Bye
0: say, bye hey, bye say bye-bye. Bye-bye? bye
1: bye-bye?
0: <laughs> say bye-bye! <gasps> say bye-bye! Oh, okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>